What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rowe Show. It is Wednesday, October 26th. It is the morning after the opening night of the 2016-2017 NBA season. And boy, oh boy, was that a fun opening night. The Cavs beat the Knicks by 29 points. And the Spurs beat the Warriors by the same margin, 29 points. They embarrassed the prohibitive title favorites and the new super team in their own arena on opening night. And it was really cathartic, I think, for most NBA fans to watch the Warriors just eat shit on opening night in front of their home fans. And the Spurs laid the wood. Kawhi Leonard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Jonathan Simmons showing some... He crammed it on JaVale McGee's head late in the game. Had a great chase down block on Steph Curry that was reminiscent of LeBron's block on Andre Iguodala in Game 7 of the Finals last year. It was just a joyous occasion for all non-Warriors fans. However... I do not think that that is indicative of how the rest of the season is going to go, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of, oh, it was just one game things. However, it is worth noting that a team like the Warriors just shouldn't, them losing to the Spurs on opening night would be one thing, but to lose by 29 points is something else entirely. And for Jonathan Simmons and Kyle Anderson and all the other Spurs role players to sort of have their way is, it was stupefying, really. And... I know that Kevin Durant's stat line ended up looking pretty good. He had 27 and 10 on 11 of 18 shooting. Steph Curry had 26 points on 9 of 18 shooting. So they weren't the worst stat lines, but they couldn't get a stop, which was really concerning. And then they couldn't really put the ball in the basket, certainly not to the degree that we thought that they would. So they have things to work on going forward. It will help when they are not playing a team as good and well organized as the Spurs, but I cannot wait for them to play the other top-tier teams so that they can all get their shot, including November 18th when the Warriors come to Boston to play the Celtics. And my dad, Charlie Rose, and I will be in attendance for that game. And everybody who's a diehard Celtics fan should do their best to get in the building for that game. It is going to be hyped. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about the other, the third game that happened last night because it was by far the most competitive because the other two games were decided by 29 points each. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Utah Jazz and it was a game between two teams that people think are going to end up somewhere in the mid to high 40s in terms of uh, one games this year. I have the Utah Jazz going under 47 and a half, which is their over under, but I have the Blazers going over 45 and a half or 46 and a half, whichever their over is. So I have them right around the same, the 46 to 48 range for both teams. And I think Portland won that game because they were at home and because Dame Lillard just balled out because that's what Dame Lillard does. He scored 39 points. It was really nice to see ISO Joe, Joe Johnson, have a very nice game. He scored 29 points. And it was nice to see them. Just the two teams sort of go back and forth because both teams are are really not teams that roll over at all, and I think they'll both be enormously successful this year. They both are deep and athletic, and all the guys play hard. And I loved seeing Alan Crabb continue doing what he did last year, just dropping three bombs. And I liked seeing Rudy Gobert throw a couple, cram a couple in there. It, and this is a Jazz team without Gordon Hayward that's going to be without Gordon Hayward for a little while. It was also nice to see Dante Exum, who missed uh, his rookie year last year, come back. And he he threw one down pretty – he yammed it 
uh, I forget when in the game it was, but it was a very nice dunk. And I wish all the best for Dante Exum and all, all these guys coming back off injuries. But enough about the NBA because we have a long, long season, a long eight months to talk about the NBA. I wanted to talk about a bunch of other things that are going on in the world of pop culture today. In case you couldn't tell, I don't have a guest today. It's just me. It's just me talking into a microphone and waiting to see if I run out of things to say. Excuse me while my phone goes off in the background. I wanted to talk about Josh Brown, who is the Giants kicker who was just released and who was put on the exempt list by the NFL, uh, meaning he couldn't practice or play with the team, but he could still get paid. And that happened well after he was arrested this past May uh, for, you know, abusing his freaking wife. And he admitted to abusing his wife on multiple occasions in that arrest in May. And why he wasn't let go from the team then is a mystery, but I'm not sure why I'm surprised because after all, we're dealing with the NFL and he and his wife have filed for divorce as is proper, as is the right course of action for his wife to take when uh, she is abused. Apparently, according to his wife, that she was abused even while she was pregnant. Yay. So another 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 big PR win for the NFL. Another you know, really just score one for the National Football League. I it's the the I'm really happy that the NFL is having ratings issues this year and that people are just as down on them as ever. And I honestly hope it continues. Even as someone who still watches the Patriots every Sunday and still plays fantasy football, it's kind of been a long time coming for this behemoth of a corporation of the NFL, a multi-multi-billion dollar a year industry that's just been on the up and up and up and up to finally have some pushback on all the terrible things that they've done over the years and on Roger Goodell, who's been the worst commissioner in sports for a long time. And that's saying something considering that Gary Bettman is still a sports commissioner. But I'm very glad that Josh Brown was released, and I don't think he should get a, a chance to play again. I apologize again for my phone going off. That is my mother texting me at 10.44 in the morning. Go figure. I also wanted to talk, you know, just to keep the ball rolling on the, the sparkling treatment of women that's going on in the pop culture. Uh, Megan Kelly had Newt Gingrich on her show, The Kelly File. I'm not sure if it was last night or the previous night, but Newt Gingrich confronted her. Uh, or rather, Megyn Kelly raised the very prominent issue of Donald Trump being accused by uh, several women of sexual assault, and <laughs> Kelly called Donald Trump a sexual predator. You know why? Because he's a sexual predator, because it's the truth, and Gingrich got mad and uh, pushed back and was like, you are, quote, fascinated by sex, and that I, I want you to use the words Bill Clinton sexual predator, I dare you, I want you to... And, and Megyn Kelly was perplexed, and as she should be, because Newt Gingrich is, is just utterly deplorable. I, I don't know why I'm surprised that anybody who's still on the Trump bandwagon is is anything I, see I'm at a loss for words because all these people who are in the Republican Party and still Trump supporters who haven't jumped ship as most of them should have a long time ago and some people did but most of them didn't. Shouts to Paul Ryan you freaking coward. Uh, Megyn Kelly I think probably 
knows at this point that 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 that, that she's going to have pushback not because she did anything wrong but because she did the right thing in raising a, an issue about this demagogue that is an unstable demagogue that is the Republican nominee for president and she got blasted by this this old freaking lizard Newt Gingrich. I remember watching a Chris Rock stand-up special called Bigger and Blacker, which was released in 1999, and he was joking about how the Republicans were mad that Bill Clinton got had this scandal with Monica Lewinsky, and Chris Rock's uh, joke was that that's because no, no uh, woman in the right mind would be trying to give, you know, nobody's trying to give Newt Gingrich some, and that was in 1999, and Gingrich is still making these awful headlines, so I... Jesus, I'm sorry that Megyn Kelly has to deal with all this crap and that Donald Trump told her, you know, the, the, said she was bleeding out of her whatever. Like, Jesus Christ. And then I look on Twitter and you see people who are like, oh, Megyn Kelly's a traitor and CNN has an open spot for you. And it's like, Jesus, like, how? How, how is this a thing? Maybe I am just still ignorant about this because I am in a very blue part of a very blue state living in Boston and I have not met any Trump supporters in this during this entire time it's only I've only just seen the the polls and the fact that you know what 38% of whatever the, the, the Trump is still getting you know more than <laughs> more than 0% of the vote I I am not one to deep dive into politics. I, I I've the only things that I have said on this podcast in previous episodes about the election are that it is over and that the most important thing about this election now is deciding the Senate. And a lot of Republicans are seeing their Senate leads slip because that's what happens when you elect Donald motherfucking Trump as your nominee for president. But uh, my my hope is that the Senate does flip back to blue, and so that Hillary has an easier time pushing through whatever legislation she is trying to to push through and i i, I want I'll, I'll leave it at that because i i'm really just sort of done with this election i think a lot of people are i think a lot of people who are running uh, both campaigns are done for different reasons i think hillary people are tired of dealing with trump and i think trump people are tired of dealing with trump and ready for this national nightmare to to be over uh a couple of other things that i wanted to talk about i wanted to dump jump into a segment the segment's so hot right now because there has been uh, uh, yet another wave of wonderful new music that has come out. And, uh, you know, to, to, to lighten things up, after talking about Josh Brown, Megyn Kelly, and Trump, let's let's lighten things up a little bit and talk about some wonderful new music. So one of my favorite bands, Wolfpack from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Wolfpack, V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K, is uh, they are Funkalicious, and they are a bunch of white guys from Michigan and their frequent collaborator Antoine excuse me Antoine Stanley who is a speech pathologist who happens to be one of the best singers just just in the world I Antoine Stanley is is a G and he has collaborated with Wolfpack on some of their uh big previous hits 1612 wait for the moment funky duck and he makes a return appearance several times on their new album called The Beautiful Game which is the usual batch of fun, funky, and uncompromisingly weird uh, songs that are Wolfpack are tight as all hell in their grooves. Their bassist, Joe Dart, is probably my favorite member of the band just to listen to because he is a freaking virtuoso on the bass. And the highlight track is called Animal Spirits, which is the second track of the album. 
and it's just so delightful. It just warms the cockles of your heart to listen to Wolfpack because they seem so happy, and funk music is one of the more inherently happy genres of music. So when I believe it's Theo Katzman who does drumming and guitars and vocals for Wolfpack, he is crooning, and they have hilarious lyrics about uh, astrology and astro charts and the zodiac, and it, it's it's 70s, 80s, golden era funk type music you've got there's part jackson five part muscle shoals part james brown part a lot of different things going on in their music and i highly recommend it i do not think that this album the beautiful game is as good as their previous album thrill of the arts which came out last year it is not as good or as complete and doesn't have as many bangers but i certainly recommend the song animal spirits and just giving the album a listen if you're feeling down as a pick-me-up just just to put a smile on your face for you to laugh and to, to enjoy yourself because some music is not as joyful to listen to moving right along uh sam sam hannon my frequent collaborator and we were supposed to record a podcast yesterday we were supposed to go to the garment district to go halloween costume shopping but turns out both of us are lazy and by both of us i mean me because sam actually had work and was going to meet me at the garment district after work but he was like ah do you want to postpone it so now now we're going on thursday hopefully we'll be able to get costumes because i don't like doing the whole last second halloween costume thing but maybe that's a discussion for sam and i when we hopefully record a podcast on thursday after we go halloween costume shopping but Sam came on the Weekly Scorch last week and talked about Anderson Pock and how he is finally on the Anderson Pock train. Well, he's uh, got a lot more music to listen to because uh, after releasing the album Malibu in January and uh, having a fantastic 2016, Anderson Pock and producer Knowledge finally dropped their long-awaited project Yes Loud as the group No Worries, and that's spelled N-X-W-O-R-R-I-E-S. No Worries. The album's Yes Loud. Loud spelled L-A-W-D exclamation point. And this album is just straight dripping hot magma. It is so, it is so good. Anderson Pock uh, the 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 gravel in his voice, no matter whether he's speaking or sort of sing talking or rapping or a- a- any any vocalization of his, is so good. You instantly realize it's him. He 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 is so just 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 dripping with with swagger and confidence on all of these tracks. And knowledge knows exactly how to compliment him with with just these oozing songs and it's got a lot of the songs have excellent percussion i particularly enjoy this sh- uh the tracks suede where <laughs> anderson pack says quote all my bitches cook grits which i love he has a song called best one which was one of the singles suede was also a single a song called khadijah i really like there's also a song called han h-a-n which stands for and i'm gonna you know Ho ass n words, H A N. Ho ass n words. That is so funny. I, I I have laughed hysterically out loud every time I've listened to the song, even when I am in public, which is which is not good. I can't really control myself when I'm listening to the album. There's also a wonderful outro to the album called well, it's called Fuck You, but it's F K K U, and it's just a great instrumental and this woman. <laughs> talking about she says i hope that they come up with new ways to beat your ass and i hope someone pisses in your house and the piss is flammable and it burns down your house and it is so funny so 
the 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 common thread between Yes Lod and Wolfpack's Beautiful Game is that a both albums have serious elements of funk in it, and the bass is is oh, as the drum and bass is the the lifeblood of any good album, and it is certainly the case with both of these albums. But more than that. They, they, they both will make you laugh and make you happy to listen to it. And that's not to say that all the songs on Yes Lot are happy. Anderson Park talks about growing up and uh, trying to work a dead-end job and walking home in the rain and feeling like like crap, and then he goes in and quits his job. And I believe we're going to hear my phone go off again. Yup. That's my mom again. She says she'll be home shortly. Speaking of which, my mom is going to come on this podcast at some point. I really want to have her on to talk about Hillary and Trump and just just different things because she's one of the coolest people I know. But let me stop shamelessly, mushily talking about uh, my mom, Carol Downs. Shout out, mom. I The other things that I wanted to talk about. Ah, yes, a single. Not an album, but a single that was released by rap duo... Killer Mike and LP, who together are Run the Jewels, and they just released the first single off of their long-awaited RTJ Run the Jewels 3, which is going to come out hopefully before the end of the year. The single was released via Adult Swim, and so you can go to adultswim.com and check out all their singles that they've released. It is the 23rd of their 25 singles that Adult Swim releases each week, and this one's called Talk to Me, and it is just more RTJ it, it's it's I, I I guess my word for it is mosh hip hop rap because no hip hop that I've ever listened to has made me want to mosh harder than Run the Jewels except for maybe MOP's song Anti Up <laughs> but it, it is it is so grimy and nasty and it'll make you do that Jay Z face where you curl up your nose and you you, you you frown your face and you just shake your head maybe you close your eyes and uh, it it is fantastic and. I believe Killer Mike refers to a group of people as, quote, all lives matter ass white folk, which is just brilliant. I, I, I love listening to that dude rap. He has one of my favorite rap voices of all time. LP is no slouch, and LP also does all the production and is is just... Also, they're both great Twitter follows. I recommend following particularly LP. LP and Killer Mike are great Twitter follows. Uh, that is... Almost everything I have written down here, I wanted to do some housekeeping because there are a couple new ways you can get in touch with the show. I've mentioned them on the last couple podcasts, but hopefully people are listening. So you can get in touch with the show in three main ways. The first is via our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash fighting fire with fire. Excuse me. I misspoke. It's not slash fighting fire with fire. It's facebook.com slash the AJ Rose show. Then you can tweet at us at the AJ Rose show, and then you can email us and the email address is ajroshow at gmail.com. So those are the three ways you can get in touch with the show. If you have something that you liked about the show, something that you didn't like, if you just want to say hi, <laughs> if you have something you want us to talk about, whether that's an album or a sports team or any pop culture or sports topic that you feel you'd want to hear me and whoever guests, whatever guest I have on talk about, then hit us up, ajroshow at gmail.com, facebook.com slash Show at the AJ Rose Show on Twitter. If you want to get in contact with me, you can, uh, my accounts on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram are all the same, at A Jeremy Rose. And of course, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show, at soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire, or on iTunes, or on Google Play Music, which is one of the new places we have it. I'm hoping to submit our RSS feed to a couple of different places, maybe Stitcher, and, and some other podcast hosting places, so that we can get the podcast out to as many people as possible, because 
your boy is, you know, a little bit of a narcissist talking into a mic and thinking that other people are going to listen to it. That's kind of what podcasting is. So I hope you've enjoyed my second solo podcast. I hope to be back uh, later in the week. And by later in the week, I mean tomorrow to do the weekly scorch with Sam. And we'll record that tomorrow and it'll be up either tomorrow night or on Friday. And uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Watch the NBA season. It's going to be back. The Celtics are back. I'm going to be in the building with my dad for Celtics Nets tonight. And yeah, be well, be happy, be loved, y'all. I'll see you soon.